Wait a second. That ain't right. Let's try this again. I'll be the last one standing. Two hands in the air. I'm a champion. You'll be looking up at me when it's over. I live for the battle. I'm a soldier. Yeah, I'm a fighter like Rocky. Put your flag on your back like Ali. Yeah, I'm the greatest. I'm stronger. Bet my dues can't lose. I'm a and welcome to another episode of Supercoach Insider. My name is Ben. And I'm Chris. And I think we got hacked. Yeah. Damn it, Cheezo. Cheezo. Always in our shit. You got your own channel, <laughs> Dr. Supercoach. If you haven't seen it, if you want to be involved, mate, just ask. Uh, right? Just a little bit of fun. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Yep. Um, we've been back and forth with Cheezo this week, so it's been pretty funny. It has been fun. But look, before we go any further, you can find us on Facebook, Facebook.com forward slash SC Insider. And that has really exploded this week, Chris. Yeah, um, our Facebook uh, has literally doubled in size since last week. And uh, I obviously attribute that to the JLT and people are starting to sort out their teams and stuff like that. It's been great. And also all the interaction as well. So we have been very busy trying to keep everyone happy. Uh, So much so that uh, his girlfriend's not happy. (laughs) Definitely not. (laughs) Looking at his foes so much, you're starting to wonder what's going on. Love you, Ash. Uh, But uh, also as well on Twitter. So if you haven't gone across to Twitter yet, please show us some love. That is SC underscore insider underscore. Hope you like the new logo that came out this week. So that was pretty fun. Yep. So um, might still make some changes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? We're, we're up for changes. It's all about, uh, you know, making it the best for the community out there. So we're pretty happy yep. with that. So I hope everyone is enjoying it. Uh, it's definitely been a banter fresh week. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, we are bolter fresh today. We are bolter fresh. And we're also going to put a video on the channel. Um, coming Probably, up yeah, in the morning or something like that just coming on, up soon just on the Facebook profile just a little bit of an intro to who we are and what we do uh, just so that people that are new to the page can have a view so before we start um, Chris should we do a little cheers here we should cheers yes well Balta, done Balta yes. Fresh Balta Fresh here's to Redden mm. <laughs> <laughs> alright so um, look Yes, player of the week, geez. We'll go um, through, um, go through li- some shout-outs, Chris. Yeah. So we'll- there's some respect that needs to be paid. I think what we'll do is we'll outline uh, what we've got, we got on the cast today so the viewers, or sorry, listeners, um, can uh, know what to expect. Yes, so they we've can got- listen with their eyes, Chris. Yes. <laughs> We're going to go through some basic shout-outs. We're going to go through the... Uh, through a bet update. So those are guys that have been following us. We've made a few bets in the preseason. Just going to update you on those. It's hard to follow. Um, then we're going to go through the JLT review, um, a little bit about the intra-clubs that we viewed or I viewed, um, and then a QA. and I'm not going to watch a Collingwood intra-club. <laughs> it was good. What am I crazy? It was fantastic. Go to go. Yeah, so we got Q&As on Facebook and Twitter, and then Chris is going to go through um, some unique options, which was probably our last question for Q&A. Yeah, our last question on Q&A brought up some unique uh, options uh, in position. So we're going going to go through our top three in each individual line and some honorable mentions as well. So yep. lots so, of content. Yep. And, um, but you know, things are going really well. We've had like 9,200 listens, which is crazy. Nearly hit the 10K mark, which um, um, things are just going crazy. We're going to have a 10K party. We are going to have a 10K. might have to bring out the tequila. Yes. Oh, you can have the tequila, mate. Maybe do another draft day when you're on it. So, um, <laughs> you just, but look, you're just still butthurt about my ridiculously awesome picks that uh, he's, just, he's just trying to trade his way out of it now. You watch. Everyone's just getting messages from Ben. Oh, you want to trade this player with this player? Yeah, yeah, I know what you're about. I like to they trade. They all contact me and go, is this a good deal? And I'll be like, nah, don't do it, bro. Yeah. He's going to shaft you, bro. <laughs> and that's, a, that's it from Chris for today. Because Thanks for there's showing no up, friends Chris. in draft, am I right? Thanks for I showing right? up, Chris. But um, look, um, thank you again for all the listeners, uh, for those that have been keeping track. Uh, big shout out as well to Big Footy. Uh, for those yeah. that are on the Big Footy website that are coming along. So if you're from there, we do appreciate it. 
Yeah, I've um, been um, I've been a forum member for about eight years now. So um, yeah, go pies. Um, but yeah, fantastic forum website. If you're into forums in the community, it's really strong on there. Um, and they've got forums for Supercoach as well as every individual team has their own forum. So yeah, good place to uh, to go if you want some information. Chris, you've G'd yourself up a couple of times this week. I had to cut your legs off a little bit, mate. Self praise is no praise at all. <laughs> Self praise. Okay, is the only it doesn't. I get. It doesn't count. It's the only if praise you G- I get, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't count if you G yourself up, okay? Sure it does. Uh, but look, we do have some new frequent listeners. Um, so Justin Nash, just want to give you a shout out. Uh, the BJC is another good one. And we have some competition for user 5964382. Oh, yeah, we do. Uh, we have now the user, user 93151260. Apparently a Richmond fan. That must be the Got amount of... Got a profile pick with that one of those big Richmond hats with the yep. red and black strings coming off it. That number must be the amount of uh, losses Richmond has had. <laughs> That's harsh. I'm kidding. You, yeah, you won the, the premiership. The amount of times they came ninth is more accurate. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, it does start with a nine. But uh, look, you have all bragging rights. I mean, your team won, so That's kudos. True. To you. I can't really say anything. That's all we've got. Uh, Shane McGill uh, as well. And, of course, a couple of quick little shout-outs. Uh, Abel. Abul. Abul. Um, so thank you for contacting us. Uh, Heath Kingham as well. Uh, Russ Whitney yep. uh, as well. And Chizo. Who we've already obviously shouted out, but thanks, mate. Chizo, mate. Loving life. Um, but, look, we have had a few people, obviously a lot in Australia. Funnily enough, only two people in New Zealand, which, <laughs> you know, they mustn't want any more games So what that, that says to me is that they cross the ditch here, but we don't go over there. So that's that, fair enough, I that think. That seems fair. But we also have some <laughs> 17 listens in the plurinational state of Bolivia. <laughs> Random? It sounds like Facebook and all anything technology would be banned it's over in that place. Pretty but, much um, where people go to do Facebook scams. So, well, uh, may- oh, wow. <laughs> well, you know, I was going to say, maybe, maybe that's the one a week they get in the dungeon, you know, on the wi- <laughs> yeah, the, the Wi-Fi allowance. Week, yeah. yeah, let's let's listen to a bit of SC Insider. You yeah, know, it's those a- it's the jokes that are referring to the old podcast that are the best ones. Just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, um, but look, last week was our most listened to track. Which, it was considering that we were just talking banter and saying where we thought people would come in. Like um, App- apparently, people like to listen to us just for an hour talking rubbish. So yeah, man, Chizo, you're going to enjoy the next number hour, ten, so. Petrapa. <laughs> Petrarca is a trap. He's now called Petrapa. Yeah, so every time we're uh, talking about uh, Petrarca, it's now Petrapa. Mind you, after his game on the weekend... He was more stationary than a bus stop. <laughs> That's so like, true. I can I get away from this bet or is but it too no, late? Like, no, no, 100% bet is still on and I'm going to enjoy it. That's okay. Kernel will do nothing anyway, <laughs> so don't worry about that. But uh, look, let's get into the bet updates there, Chris. So there's three bets that we've uh, gotten into, guys. If you see the video on our Facebook, we uh, on draft night, we bet, I bet Ben that Kernow, Charlie Kernow would average more than uh, Petrapper. And uh, it's been a bit of a ride already because... Well, they 56% came out, agree with me, Chris. I'll take that to the bank. <laughs> they came out saying um, that uh, he'll play 70-30 or 60-40 uh, mid-time, mid-forward time. And he just sputtered it up on the weekend, shockingly. He's just um, biding his time. He was against North. I mean, sure. let's face it. He just thought, you know what? I'll just stay in gears one and two here. <laughs> he's definitely I'll just put this supercharger on hold. <laughs> I'll put this supercharger on hold. We don't want to noss up too much and break the we'll engine. We'll talk about him a little bit more in the JLT review, but yeah, it wasn't impressive. Please don't. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> um, and the terms, we've got three different bets that we're doing with three different sets of terms. So one of them is going to be um, from one of the listeners out there. I think it was Matt uh, on our Facebook he suggested that one of us, uh, uh, the loser, gets to dress up in a full kit and go to a game in the middle of uh, winter, which I like because, you know, no one likes a full kit wanker. Let's be fair. Which is Chris on most weekends. Boots, boots, socks, footy shorts and jersey and all. 
Yeah, and, <laughs> and we'll even buy a flag for you, Chris. <laughs> you can take that one home, mate. Oh, mate. The rest uh, I'll keep. As long as I don't have to wear Daniel Rich's number, I'll be fine. Oh, wow. <laughs> I might actually make that happen. I do know his wife. Maybe I'll oh, make that Jesus. happen. Signed autograph, oh, photo name with Name dropping Ben over here. <laughs> That's all I know. Um, um, the second one is... Okay, so the next one we have uh, Franklin. Oh, so was that the Franklin and Dixon one? No, nah, that was uh, Kurnow and Petraka. No, no, the Kurnow and Petraka oh, no, one's the, the bottle of spirits and uh, the, yes, the, the West Coast spirits. coming bottom for... Yep. Jeez, get with it, mate. Sorry, mate, I'm, I'm going to have to write confused. these down. You have to tattoo these on your arms. Yeah, that forgetful. <laughs> yeah. No, no tattoos. You're a little bit like Memento. There's <laughs> yeah. tattoos everywhere to make me remember. No yeah. tattoos. You're a Collingwood supporter. <laughs> um, but look, uh, so that would be Franklin and Dixon then, the yep. full kit. All right, let's okay. do that. Yep. And actually, no, I think I prefer the other way. <laughs> so <laughs> I bet that ben, uh, Dixon would average more than Franklin this year, which is a shoe-in. Everyone knows it. Come on. Um, and the last one was... No, I want to switch places, Chris. I want the full kit to be Pendles and Bond because it makes more sense. It's a Collingwood player. Oh, okay, I'm okay with that. But okay. you think you've got more chance. Don't I you? do, on, on the other one. So, okay, so with Bontempelli versus Pendlebury, we'll do the full kit wanker one. Uh, yep. Franklin versus Dixon. Um, so this is where it gets interesting. So in our draft comp for next year, yep. uh, so it's twofold. So if Chris wins and he finishes below me in the draft order, he takes my second round pick and I take his second round pick. So he unless could, of course the other one is yeah, like unless you're ahead of me, you. then that makes no sense yeah. because yeah, you just stay where you are. Yeah, that's first. That's the first thing. Second thing is you have to put two Brisbane Lion players in your standard side for next season, or Collingwood players, or Collingwood loses. players, which would hurt me dearly. So just to, just to keep it fun, and we uh, we'll be re- you know reviewing it during the year and, and bringing it up during the podcast, and it's for you guys, but also for us, we like to have a bit of fun with it. So and how hope like How did I get roped into Supercoach Elite's bet? Uh, yeah. How did that I happen? You, I you. How did that happen? <laughs> so anyway, f- for those that weren't paying attention By on the Twitter, way, gamble responsibly. Supercoach Elite, Labrack's partners this, over here. This guy just likes to gamble. I don't even like to be involved in this stuff. You just bring it out of me. That's true. Um... Yes. Red so, 7. Red 7. Everyone was So anyway, Supercoach Elite. So someone was commenting saying that there's no primo forwards that are going to average over 95 that haven't been in, they're not injured or haven't had a full preseason. And I pointed out that Menangola is had a full he preseason. He loves Menangola. I don't like him at all. <laughs> he does. I do not like him at all. So I have has him, dreams about him at night. I, I peg him between a 90 and 95 average, but that I could be wrong. So yeah, who am I to disagree? You definitely could be wrong. Who am I to disagree and say, <laughs> you know what, but he has had a preseason. He's the number one forward on the yeah, roster at the moment. It. Anyway, so now I'm roped into if he averages less than 95, like I'm in trouble. So anyway. Yeah, so we're... So um, Leeds, who cares? He's going to get 95.2 and you're in trouble. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. think so. <laughs> but I'm going to back us anyway because I'm a team player, buddy. Yeah. You know? if, I, I, if I lose, I'll be men and goner. <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> I respect that. I'll give you that one I'll, and I'll high five you for it because I thought it was actually above average for you. Thank you. For you. That's what I thought about Ash. <laughs> <laughs> That's his girlfriend, Peter. Oh, that is such a harsh uh, burn, Chris, but it's pe- People want to know so true. what we're here for, okay? So, JLT1, let's get yes. into it. North versus Melbourne. What? That's, I mean, you know, if you could start with the worst game of the year, that's what they did. North didn't show up. And I'm I'm concerned about whether or not they had a didn't have a preseason or they just that's north and what are we going to get from my here? theory right they started so bad that the only way to go is north. <laughs> oh wow, it's true Fair though. Enough. Yeah, yeah no, that is true. Look, literally the highest disposal winner on the ground for North Melbourne was Marla Williams with 18, which is just terrible in itself. Um, Billy Hartung had 17 and was the best on ground for them. 
And he's sitting on this scored 76 super coach points. How'd your what boy a, Luke McDonald go, Chris? Oh, I don't yeah, even want to hey. talk about Luke. Hey. Oh, Luke, Luke McDonald, unfortunately, really suffered. I think he only had three possessions in the first quarter, and he played a lot of mid-time, Hang too. Hang on. I'm, I'm giving you crap, but did I put him in my top ten? Yeah, he did. Did I put him in my Let's top ten? Let's rewind. Let's run back to last week. Do, not, we just, do <laughs> not. I did not do that. Number ten, Luke McDonald. <laughs> Why <laughs> am I like accent? I don't know. <laughs> Jeez, right. Okay. So, okay. Like, North... Ah, uh, yeah, you're right there. They didn't show up. Melbourne were actually quite impressive. Oh, Melbourne were really good. Uh, Maxi Gorn, jeez, tell me oh, about it. Oh, my gosh. Maxi Gorn. Um, yeah, like he wasn't already a lock. He goes goes over, smashes Goldstein to pieces. And the interesting thing about, I don't know if you um, took a lot notice of too many stats, but they're actually fairly similar stats-wise. But the biggest difference was Max Gorn had 10 more hit-outs to advantage, which is insane. So he also recorded over the weekend the highest hit-out-to-advantage percentage, which was pretty cool. But, I mean, look, if you didn't need another reason to lock him into your team, there it is. Um, what's unfortunate is it sort of puts question marks in my mind for Goldie. But, I mean, yeah. 82 against the best ruck in the comp, it's, it's, not, yeah, it's uh, not terrible. It's, yeah, it's not too bad, but it's not really that uh, reassuring when people are sort of putting him in their sides. Yeah, uh, like definitely you. keep an eye on JLT2 mm-hmm. for that one. Yeah, and look, I mean, there was other real surprising stuff from Melbourne too. I mean, it I thought Hibbert did quite well. Um, same thing, didn't do too badly. Uh, yep. I think he got like 27 disposals, 82% time on ground, scored a 121. Yep. Uh, Chris, I think you have an apology to make, saying he's a downhill skier and people I weren't do. letting that fly. Unfortunately. Look, I had a look. I did go back into last year and he's turned it around. Yeah, so he had 10 tons last year. Uh, and of those, six of them were against bottom eight sides and four of them were against top eight sides. So you really can't say 100% he's a downhill skier because it's, you know, 50, well, 60, more 40. Like, yeah, 60% downhill skier. Just like skier, the, the same amount of time that Petraka's spending in the midfield, apparently. So I'll take that back. <laughs> um, I do, I still think Hib, regardless, I still think Hibbert's a great pick. Um, so I, I'm, I'm not entirely confident of being real top tier. But he's definitely top six, 100%. I'm surprised you're so keen on Oliver, mate. He got tagged out of the game for the first half, and uh, then the guy went off the field, and <laughs> dude, he's like, oh, now I'll get the ball. Oliver did special things. He because he, he he's a redhead doesn't make him special. Honestly, if in the first half of the game, he had seven possessions, but he still had like 39 supercoats, so it wasn't terrible. And then he came back after with losing the tag. They, uh, Jacob's only played half the game, um, and then he got a free run at it and then ended on 108 with, I think, tw- only 22 possessions, but he doubled the possession count. But he was just in everything. And you could tell, like, Gorm was just tapping down to him. The guy's a jet. The recovery was just in nothing I've ever seen. Uh, I, I really, really rated Oliver's game in the second half, 100%. So, um, and, and they, they, they kicked away, really, which was really good. Um, some uh, speculative... Uh, I think we should probably bring this up now, but... There were a lot of really high scores in Melbourne, and there's two reasons why that happened. So, first of all, because of the amount of low possessions that North Melbourne had, uh, that means that they weren't going to score very well anyway. But also, there's still the 3,300-point um, thing in Supercoach. So, in any game of Supercoach or any game of AFL, there's 3,300 points allocated. So, yep. what that means is regardless, they still have to go to someone. If, so, if, if North Melbourne weren't picking them up, yeah, they then have to, to go to Melbourne. So, the same thing happened. So, you're looking at, I think it was 15 minutes, no overtime, and then the last five minutes, they would have uh, additional time added to it. So, you're yeah. looking at it's a smaller game. So, for those that did well at the end of the game, they get boosted and scaled up a lot. So, I mean, we saw that. I think Redden went up like about 20, 20-odd points 
um, yeah. like is in the, in the late part. And we also sort of noticed as well, Walters went from like a 93 to a 102. Uh, yeah. Still, they had a great game, but as in just remember that these Supercoach scores are inflated because it's a smaller game. Yeah, and I mean, they, they inflate. I mean, you could look at it two ways. First of all, there is less time on the field. Therefore, uh, the inflation would have happened anyway if they were naturally on the ground for those extra minutes. Yep. Um, or it's be a, it's still a good way to compare anyway. If you yeah. did, but if you did well and someone else did horrible, it's it's just going to make that more evident. But it just it made like especially in this game really lopsided scores. I mean, you got players like um, like Melksham scored a, a one nineteen. Um, Alex Neil Bullen scored a one twenty eight. James Harm scored a one seventeen. I was actually looking at these guys going, wow, there could be some potential breakouts this year. And then when I looked into it a little bit deeper, they didn't have too many possessions. They kicked a couple of goals. They had a couple of clearances. Like they were all sort of in and around, but you know, nothing to say. Oh, this this would have been a one twenty game for any normal week. So I, I, I'm sort of putting a line through those. I was I was tentatively looking at them as potential breakout candidates, and now I'm saying, look, it's probably too early. Maybe another week at the JLT and a, yeah, a few more a weeks bit. of conscious thinking might uh, turn me around the other way. Some more data, some more information. You want to be as well informed as you can before you sort of pick your side. Yep. Um, do we want to get this Petrarca band-aid <laughs> out, of, out of the way, Chris? Yeah, I, I love talking about I, Look, I did a, for those of us who follow us on Twitter, I did a bit of a Petraka watch or Petrapa watch, I should say. Um, I got I got some notes here about <laughs> Petrarca's game and all it says is ha, 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 ha. <laughs> It was a joke of a game. Honestly, the guy's more talented than what that game is. I don't know whether he's just not, doesn't care. I told you, he was in first and second gear. He didn't want to get out the turbo and blow his engine. Sure. Okay. I I had the stoppages, so he did play a lot of midfield time, but he did push forward. When he pushed forward, he's on Majak door. First game playing another team as a defender and just got schooled by everyone he was played on. Looked like a school grade defender. Because he's a jet. Have you seen... (laughs) Magic, he's like the man mountain, and he if you can huge. push him out of the way, you're pretty good. And he, no here way. Here's a key stat, Chris. Here's a key stat you're missing. That's why. Here is a key stat you are missing. Petrarca had a ratio of two to one for kicks versus handballs. I didn't miss that. Uh-huh. But did you, oh, how many clangers did he have? I didn't see any stats about cl- this, Chris. How many clangers did he have? Though, I don't know. I don't look at that let's, sort of stuff, Chris. I look at he had. 13 kicks to six handballs, and that means that there's a lot of room for growth. Yeah, sure. Yep. Yeah, had about five clangers, but, you know, from what, 16 possessions? That's pretty good, right? More clangers than you. <laughs> that's true. That's rubbing in your head, didn't it? Yeah. Um, look, at the centre, look, centre-bound stoppage, he's literally standing there waiting for the ball to come to him. The two ruck would go in, there'd be movement around, and he would just stand there waiting for the ball. I couldn't believe it. Like, this is an elite AFL player playing what you do in 16s, just waiting for the ball to come to you in a center stop, center clearance. It was just weird to watch. He's I, relying on his charisma. Yeah. Chris. He just wants to, like, sure is. bit of Zoolander. When, when he played best, he was he was running around the ground. He was being that link-up play, which is what a half-forward does. I don't think he's a midfielder. I think he's a better half-forward. Honestly, his, his foot skills are actually quite good when he can use them when he's actually clear in open space and can pinpoint a target. It's just under pressure, he just folds like origami. You know what I don't think he is, Chris? What? Wesson Kernow. Yeah, fair enough. Let's get into some of these young guys. Hey? Yeah. What about, is it, is it Fritz? 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 Fritz. No matter. I prefer a freezer. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, look, he looked... Oh, dude, the guy's got arms. Like, he literally can take grabs. <laughs> he's got arms. Yeah. Well, I'm glad this well, isn't the, bloody... the Helen Keller <laughs> podcast. 
He's um, not catching it with a couple of nubs, mate. Uh, so <laughs> come look, over here, I can he still did, bite you. He did well in the. Um, this is the guy that did well in the AFLX. Yeah, it did really well. Uh, and look, Melbourne have been really talking him up as a as a round one candidate. Well, it came out. Um, so they spoke to Simon Goodwin, and he said that he's definitely in contention because mm-hmm. they don't want to say he's definitely playing because then the guy will just take a, a holiday for a couple of weeks. Uh, yep. But they said they like what he does. They like what he brings and what he can one offer. One grab, one grab football runs at the ball, uh, takes marks at the highest point. Um, look, everything you want to see from a footballer. Um, he only scored 70, which is a little bit underwhelming considering how well he actually played. He was everywhere. But he did give up. He gave up a goal assist to Max Gorn in the goal square. So that would have been more points. Um, and I think he even had an, another opportunity to score a goal as well and just literally shanked the kick. But um, outside of that, really impressive. Um, so I was so you really... think he's good or you think he's on the fritz? I, <laughs> I like it. No, um, I think he's good. He's in my team right now. So it would be... Interest, it'd be hard pressed to get him out. I don't think there's going to be really a lot of ridiculous forward talent this so, year. So, okay, so let's switch sides of the ground. I think there's going to be a massive fire sale on one man in particular. Yep, Mr. Concussion himself, <laughs> Brayshaw. Yeah, look, Angus Brayshaw, thirty-five I from seventy-one percent time on ground. I was actually he's in a lot of teams. I he don't, is. I don't like, I don't like it at all. That's a trap. It's, it's a huge <laughs> trap. He's never been a good scorer in Supercoach anyway. So, you, you really, it's the Brayshaw name that's really getting him there. I, I'm, I'm just not sold on him at all. Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing another game, but for those in draft, one concussion, early. one concussion and he's out for five weeks. You know, it, it, they're not going to take a chance with him with concussion anymore. Well, one concussion, and you'll probably think he's playing in the state of origin. <laughs> <laughs> that's also true. Just um, give me a chance, coach. <laughs> go the Maroons. Um, anyway, um, so yeah, look, uh, it's a really weird um, pick if you are picking him, and he's a, a speculatively awkwardly priced. Um, and I think that you could probably spend your money elsewhere, to be completely honest. Yep, that's how um, I feel about our man Ben Jacobs. Uh, oh, he's, yeah. He's fairly cheap, but 46 from 59% time on ground. Literally he did, he went tag, straight back into tagging. Straight back into tagging. Well, so, why do we question it, really? No, I don't know. That's. Straight in. Yeah. Um, um, but that really. makes me wonder who North Melbourne start with. At the in their f- midfield? Well, no, no, well, as in who they play at the start of the year. Okay. So you're taking note of the draw. Well, I think we should start taking note of the draw, Chris, yep. because if you know North Melbourne are playing Dusty Martin or some of these other players straight up, I think it's not a bad thing to question. Is he the best tagger in the AFL? Uh, I think he's one of the ones that will hurt you the most. In, yeah, um, in terms of elite scoring. Yep. So, I mean, and he's... I'm assuming he's got a pretty big engine, so if he comes back in and starts tagging people, he could be chaos for our super coach teams. All right. Anarchy. Anarchy. Chris. Anarchy even. All right, let's Anarchy. have a look here. We've got North Melbourne coming okay, up. Okay, so let's check out the North Melbourne intro draw. Oh. Uh, uh, first game. Nothing to worry about in the first game because it's going to be shutting down Aaron Hall. So don't yeah. pick Aaron I was say, Hall what, on the outside. <laughs> yeah, the first game you might even have the week off. He sees his verse in the Suns. And yeah, it's not actually bad. Like there's no real Saints? premium picks in the first the rounds. Though? Jack Steven. Yeah, you'd say, wouldn't you? Yep. And um, then Melbourne and the Oliver third probably round. again. Oliver he proved again. that he could. So so for those with Oliver, third round. Mark Murphy in, uh, in so the fifth, well. in the sorry in the fourth rounds or Crips. You can't nah, tag Crips. I'm not going to tell you. The guy <laughs> Jacob size tried to tag Crips. Oh, yeah. He'll ragdoll him. <laughs> bye bye. Yeah, and then gets suspended for a week. Exactly Damn right. Crips. Uh, Mitchell in, uh, oh, o- Omera in round uh, five could be a bit interesting. Who's Stay away from Omera. He's a, he's a saint. <laughs> Dorothy Mantooth is a saint. Dorothy Mantooth is a saint. Uh, Where'd you get those clothes from? All right, the so that looks style? like there's a couple, a couple of interesting games there to start the year. 
Uh, I think that's enough for North and uh, Melbourne. There wasn't too much except, uh, sorry, uh, the main man. Yeah, the Luke one Davies that was... Luke Davies Uniaki. Luke Davies Uniaki. So, look, he, um, he... I mean, the good news is this. He was actually playing in midfield. And he took a, a little bit to get his feet off the ground. Yeah, 12 um, disposals, 52. Most of them handballs and 75% of yeah. those were contested at least. Three but. kicks, nine handballs, 52 score in Supercoach from 78% time on ground. So I want to see more on the second game. Oh, the he's got to get there. me an 80 in the second. To yeah. even look at him, I've yeah, got to see an 80. Yeah, I need he's to see promise. He's too expensive. I, I, you can't run a pure mid. I mean, there's other mids that went and we'll go through them in the JLT. Barry! absolutely dominated at 117. Dom Barry, K. Mr. Silky Smooth. And you got uh, <laughs> Braden Braley, whatever his name is. It's your story. Um, yeah, so look, there is quite a few uh, picks that are popping out of nowhere um, and I'm really interested to have a look at them. At the moment, that means LDU is a solid zero for me. Can't choose him, so... Fair call. Well, let's we move on. Let's get into the... Uh, what game was next, Chris? It was Richmond Tigers, Tigers and, and uh, Essendon. Essendon. Which is weird because, I mean, really it should have been uh, Essendon versus North. Maybe that would have been a bit of a contest because oh. Essendon did not show up either. They legit just were like, oh, although, no, this is too hard. Although Melbourne versus Richmond probably would have been quite interesting. I do agree that yeah. one. But, Who um, chooses these JLT games? Like, well, I don't that's know. such a lopsided affair. I mean, I, although, I, I did actually think Essendon would be more competitive, though. Although poor Zach Merritt's still getting ready for the first JLT. <laughs> <laughs> he still doesn't. He doesn't even know where he is at the moment. No, it was actually it was fairly light. It was a bit innocuous. He just got a, copped a bit of a backhand to four, the face. It was a forearm across the chops, and oh, I was like, oh. obviously he's not big on foreplay in the bedroom. <laughs> no, if he can't take that kind of heat, Jesus. I think it was more precautionary than anything. I think apparently he'd been knocked out a couple of times. Ah, uh, yeah. So I think that's his third KO for the preseason, which doesn't Ooh, bode well for me. Uh, that, that, I, look, I never I was never on him anyway, but I'm glad I don't have him in draft, I can tell you that. <laughs> Jesus. Um, this guy, look, this guy will be sl- well. Yeah, one more KO and he'll be sleeping more than Heaney did when he had glandular fever. <laughs> tell you what. Um, but look, he actually did score, he got 29 in the, in a quarter. So, I mean, the, what, what else? And I think it was not even a full quarter at that. So. Not interested. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Um, who are you interested in, though? I, I guarantee you... Uh, uh, Devon. <laughs> oh, yeah. Devon the Sauce Smitty. I'm just I'm just happy that people can understand that I have really good insight. Oh, sometimes. Pick number three. Self-praise, Chris. Self-praise. <laughs> I will give you this can one. You give, are you going to let me have I will, it? He will be in okay. my top ten. His self-praise is so bad. Can you praise me? Oh, then? for those that don't... No, I'm not praising you. <laughs> There's no love here. It was worth a shot. It was worth a shot. Look, he did actually look good. And um, obviously he played an undermanned midfield. Yep. So Um, he did well. He was already in that mid-roll before... Uh, Merrick got knocked out before Heppel, Heppel went Heppel off went, the field at half time. The first half. So it's it's a bit interesting. So I mean, but his role was already there. So I saw enough for me to Did, he like was the, him. Uh, one of the only people that literally played the same role for four quarters. Yep. And uh, with the recent news as well, Robbie Gray got knocked out. Yep. Uh, no, knock, as in he's now knocked out for round one. Should I say Robbie yep. Gray knocked out? Um, officially, uh, officially out rules out for the first round. So that makes yep. it easy. So Devin Smith, welcome to my side. Yes, uh, which is really nice. Um, and look. Instead of he was, he actually like he actually was the only one there that looked like he was willing to give it a shot. Excuse like, me, you're forgetting my man draft number pick, amazing Parish. Parish did pretty right, well. He went all right, and he played. He, he did, did okay. He played probably more forward time than I would have liked for Parish, especially considering who was out. But not too bad. 
Um, the bad. one that you literally can put a line through is uh, Jake. What the hell did he do with his hair, Stringer? Oh, dude, I cracked up oh, laughing. Oh my gosh! I shouldn't what a laugh. Fall from grace. I shouldn't laugh, but he came out <laughs> there with his horrible ponytail, and then he comes in. Surely and his girlfriend's oh. got to say something. Hey. Like, you look like a douche. Well, she probably could say something in a couple of years' time when she can speak. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's so young. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, she can't yeah. talk yet. Yeah, okay, good one. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's not a dummy. Gender roles, hopefully there's no, <laughs> there's no females. Anyway, so look, Stringer came out there. He had the ball, and he was acting like he had the most time in the world. He, he just thinks it's Scott Penelbury out there. Yeah, and then <laughs> next minute, Rance comes over and, like, jaw bangs his head. Like, literally, his chin <laughs> his funny. chin went through his head. Blood splattering all over his head. It yeah, was I fantastic. Think, you know what the worst part was? It reminded me of um, forgetting Sarah Marshall and the guy spilled red wine on his shit. He goes, oh, I think I improved it. Jake <laughs> Stringer's hair got improved by blood. Yeah, it, yeah, was, who figures? it was honestly the worst uh, opening performance to a midfield <laughs> orientation I've ever seen. He got, would grab the ball with, like a deer in headlights, didn't know what to do and just sort of threw it away. Like it was, it was unreal, I think. Oh, oh. It was just, spe- and he had a lot of time in he, midfield. He too. had like thirteen or fourteen centre bounce attendances, which, yeah. considering if you look at his stats, they were horrible. Like, I mean, he had a twenty-two supercoach points <laughs> from forty-six percent time on ground, and uh, and, and that many centre bounces, a, a grand total of six disposals. What was he doing in the centre bounce? He had five clangers from six disposals. <laughs> <laughs> we shouldn't laugh. Oh, fuck, uh, so just, good though. I'm just really stoked that someone picked him early in draft <laughs> as well. So I don't know who it was. Oh, poor oh. Stringer. You know, hey, hey, I, I, I actually, I'm actually not sure though who performed worse, Jake Stringer or Brendan Goddard. <laughs> he was, he got thrown in the midfield after Heppel was out, oh, man. and was God, the biggest Goddard, spud of all time. He got 63 from 72 percent time on ground. Don't compare him to Stringer. <laughs> this is the one time Goddard can have a saving grace, mate. Um, let's leave him be. We'll give him a hall pass. Right. We'll visit him next week. Now, uh, look, let's quickly get back into Devin Smith, 118 supercoach points from 81% time on ground. That's true. Parrish, 89 supercoach points from 75% time on ground. For me, that's great for draft. That's and the pretty good. Promise, but it's not really standard. I want to see another game because of those midfielders that were out. Yep. So I thought he did well. And he looks like he's sort of handling himself a bit better, but I want to see more. With Jake Stringer really underperforming, um, Dyson Heppel's the one that uh, I was really impressed with. He actually uh, scored 82 um, from, I think it was just over 50% time on ground. Let me just, 57% time on ground. So he played a little bit more than a half and then didn't play for the rest of the game. But um, someone that I could possibly see, I, I thought, you know, 105 cap on Heppel, you know, that's... And we pre-season, we both agree that's yeah, probably where he sits. <clears throat> you know, if he's the sole extractor, and I thought Stringer would impact his scores, if Stringer's not going to be playing midfield, and I don't know how you can after that stupid performance. Well, they kind of built their bed, mate. they got to yeah, well, play in it. Yeah, well, maybe. But um, Heppel could be the real, uh, the solo extractor and really score well this year. So um, he could be someone you might look at, and I wouldn't be against picking him in standard. I think we need to see another week from Stringer. We I do. do. I do wish he does bad again. Like, no offense, but it would be great to laugh again <laughs> next week. But yeah. uh, we need to see more. I mean, we can't rule him out that quickly. It's one bad game. He did get hit in the head, so maybe he just thought he was playing under 12s and... You know, was expecting him to stand still when he got the ball. but That's true. The other um, one I want to touch on is Andy McGrath. Andy so McGrath. Had a bit of an average game. I, I'm, I'm looking at him because I've got him in draft mainly. But Didn't look, play as much mid as I thought. No, nah, I mean, he started on the wing. But a little he bit was, in the second half he did, a little bit. He but. mainly floated behind the ball. So I, I'm a little bit concerned about, you know, oh, he's going to be playing midfield. 
Well, he's 65 he? super coach from 78% time on ground. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm yeah, not I'm sold, not sold. Yet. I want to see some real... He needs to go really well next week in yeah. order to actually warrant a selection. And that's 100%. 100%. Uh, but let's get into these Richmond folk. Uh, Dusty look, did Dusty things. He did. I mean, look, he only played three quarters and he... 108, I believe. Um, yeah. Yeah. 108 from three quarters, and he just pretty much did his own thing. But he looked a class above the rest. He just, well, he looked much better. He looked classic Dusty, and what I mean by that is he looked, I think he had you know, close to 30 possessions, but he would have had eight to ten clangers. He he was, there was quite a few times where Dusty's running into, uh, obviously just out of contested situation, and then kicked a ball that went along the ground to a player as opposed to hitting him on the chest. I mean, but that's, you get, you take the good with the bad with Dusty because he does so much good. Yeah, so it doesn't, it overshadows 24 it. disposals in 61% time on ground. Yeah, which is just, that's awesome. He's a freak. Yeah, the guy's a freak. So, um, now, uh, Josh Caddy, I think your man, you love a bit of Josh uh, Caddy, don't you? Do not like Josh Caddy. <laughs> He F is. And, F and Caddy for those guys who are. There's too much history there. And of course, he's going to come out and do well of now. Course he is. Every preseason, he does it because he finally gets a role that's. Well, and especially just rewinding quickly, Chris. Heppel, I remember he did like, got like a 139 or something, his highest score for the year in round one last year. And everyone jumped on Heppel. And then, yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. Um, yeah. So look, I, I think Josh Caddy is a trap. Just let's put that out there. We, we, 136 from 86% time on ground. He did. He had a good game. Maybe he will do better with his second year being with Richmond. Dusty but. not playing last quarter. Trent Cotchin played half a match. Um, I don't think you can trust him to, to be in the role. Take this from me. You cannot trust <laughs> Caddy. I have had him in my draft side just for pure schnitz and giggles. And he's a, a burn man. Like, he'll get you good one week, and then you're like, yes, and then you feel a little bit better about your life, and then literally we'll do nothing. Yep. yep um, don't do it. Pretty much. Now, uh, Trent Cotchin, ridiculously impressive. He's actually the second most efficient player for the weekend. Um, we'll go through the first later. But Trent Cotchin had 115 from 54% time on, on ground. He only had 17 disposals. 88.2% disposal efficiency, which is just insane. Well, it just shows how little, how little pressure Essendon Well, had. I mean, it was running over the top of Essendon like they weren't even there. <laughs> Literally, they were witch's hats. So, we just walked past Stringer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly right. But he did look impressive. He looked 100%. Uh, it, it looked like Richmond just came out of round 23 last year and they're ready to go. And it looked like Essendon was still at the start of last year. That's yep. how bad it looked. You know what I just realised, Chris? What's that? We're about to get our second one star. <laughs> we have ragged on Stringer so oh, much. Stringer's about to one star us. Yeah. I'm sorry, Jake. Uh, take you and your haircut somewhere else, mate. We don't want you anyway. No, I'm just kidding. I shouldn't say that. That's a bit cruel. Um, look, some other scores to note. Um, Shay Bolton is interesting. Um, you know, he's touted to uh, play more of a forward role this year and actually get some games, but... He scored 80. He's 242K, though. As yeah, a too much for me. I just think it's just a little bit... Too expensive. Yeah. Um, one no I really, to. really like, except it's a little tentative at the moment, a lot tentative, is Corey Ellis. So he had 68% time on ground for 96 points. Corey. Which is ridiculous. Had five clearances at 76.5%. Yeah, I think the issue is, though, I think uh, some people are saying... Actually, no, that's someone else. Carry on. <laughs> um, and he's a defender I was mid. I about Broad coming back, but oh, no, that's well, the other guy. Sorry. Yeah. Um, he's a defender mid uh, who is 228K. So, look. If he I, has a big second JLT, it's oh, going to be hard. Do people, people are going to jump on If he goes the same role next week, and pe people are going to jump on him, and one of those people might just be me. 
Because I think people are looking for that sort of D4. It's a little bit more expensive. The rookies aren't showing up the They're way not that in they defense. are. In forward line, they look pretty good. Yeah. Defense, though. I mean, Cummings isn't named for yep. GWS. Sam Murray's O'Shea's not named. not playing. Yep. Sam Murray's not named. So all these defenders that we thought we were going to have in round one are starting to be slim. Anarchy. That's absolute anarchy. But if Corey Ellis Just can, calm down, Chris. Some oh, will show. Some I'm will just, show their little face. I'm a bit nervous. And it'll be fine. Um, I don't think you can really take much uh, notice of Garth Waite, who's a rookie. Uh, he probably won't play early anyway, but he did score 72. What did you think of Higgins? Uh, oh, I think he's completely played out of position. He looked like he didn't know what he was doing because he does not play forward pocket. And if he's going to play there, he's not going to score you what he scored in the in the juniors yeah. last so year. He so he got what, 25 from 44% time on ground. He only played the second half. So I am keen to see... Uh, how they play him in the second JLT. But I'll tell you what, I there was a level of excitement when he got the ball, though. So when, yep. when he got the ball, people were out, like, even, well, maybe it was just me, but I just felt that you know, the, there was an excitement level about it. Everyone wanted him to get a goal, and everyone wanted him to get forward. I wouldn't mind and, him actually coming halfway through the year as that downgrade target. I Plus, think that's he will also get be, another. Yeah. he will also get a lot more time in their system, and he'll be able to work it out a bit more, I think. Yep. So Last one to touch on, Basha Hooley, 40% time on ground and 66 points. I mean, Basher can go big, we know that, but um, yeah. <laughs> he didn't punch anyone, that's a good start. That's, that's a good start. I think the other good start was he was running around witches' hats as well, so no attention at all on Basher, and he was just doing what he wanted to do, so whatever. Um, Nank got injured. I don't think it was too much to be yeah, concussion. KO, KO. Yeah. Oh, so, he, he hit the turf so hard. Big time. He so, went up for a big mark or something, I think, and just came down face first, just yeah. bang, out. See you later, off the ground you go. Just be wary of that all one. All precautionary. And that rounds up that game so um look i don't th- I'm, I'm just don't know how much you can take out of those two matches no, because not much. two teams rocked up and two teams didn't lucky the next two matches are actually pretty good oh, and that, was that, good to watch that port and west coast game good can, game of can footy. i just say sidebar how good is it to get 18 man football back on television on your saturday and sunday where you can sit down relax have a brewski and watch the footy I loved it. I absolutely loved it. It was great. And so. um, there's definitely no PC there, 18-man footy. <laughs> well, we did watch a bit of the AFLW, 19-all, great game. <laughs> <laughs> it was terrible. It was raining. Oh, my God. Oh. I, I, nah, look. I mean, look, they're doing what they can, and yes. I love it. I, I do respect them. They, they, you know, they, That was just a bad game. A lot, of them can, in the way. a lot of them have way better skills than I do, but it's just frustrating to watch. So maybe they should play AFLX, seven on the field. A lot of them look better than you too, Chris. That's also true. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Um, Adelaide and Freer, I I, I think that this, I mean, these two were probably both equally game of the round. Yeah. But um, I'll tell you what. The both games on the Sunday absolutely towed the games on the Saturday. Easily. Towed them in. Should we just start with the man himself, Nat Fife? Oh. Oh, damn it. He was sexy. The guy just showed again. Um, so if you watch, if you need two performances to speculate how much of a lock people are, it's Fife and Max Gorn. But Jesus, he just absolutely dominated the game. One sixty-one super coach from eighty percent time on ground. That's and that you know that that number is actually low for Fife. Yeah, twenty-seven can, disposals, nineteen kicks. Yeah, he can push up further. He didn't really push forward too much. He was up forward, but he was mainly playing around the ball. He's that good. It's kind of like Ablett. Hey, in the past you've just gone, oh, that's Ablett. So now it's like Nat Fife and that's Nuff Fife. Said. That's that's literally Nuff it. Said, Nat um, Fife. Just unreal performance. Looked as fit as he's ever been. Ran through tackles. Ragdolled people. Oh, he ragdolled Laird like straight oh, through Laird. Dude. So basically, Laird was just like um, some a foam pad. 
and Fife has just charged straight through him and just absolutely knocked him well, out of the to way. To be fair, I don't great. think Laird's ever had a contested possession in his life, so that makes sense. I think to me, if you see <laughs> if you see Fife running at you, you'd be a little Laird. Because oh, <laughs> it rhymes with scared. Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> Sometimes you hit some real low points in your life, but I'm thinking one of the, this is one of those moments. Somebody's <laughs> a little lad. Uh, look, I think the next best on the day to me was Michael Walters. Um, and <laughs> thank you, Ross Lyon, for again proving that I probably am going to run with him in my Supercoach team because he played mostly midfield most of the day. He listens to Chris's three steps on how to be a coach. <laughs> he does. And he listened. Step one, play Michael Walters in the midfield. Now, unfortunately... Step two, keep that promise. Unfortunately, he only had 15 disposals. However, 12 were contested and he had seven tackles and a goal. Like, come on. 77% time on ground. And he only had 77% time on... Dude, the guy's a jet. Still not sure I trust him though, Chris. No, I don't... I trust Walters. I do not trust Ross Lyon. I don't know if I trust Walters. Nah. Don't be, he's a don't small be that guy. forward. He's kind of like... Don't be that guy. Oh, he's kinda, he's, a he's like Wingard last year. Like, yes, I know he did well in the end, but I'm like, oh, I don't know if I can put him in my side. He did that from 15 disposals. Did you know that Lockie Neal did 25 disposals with the same amount of time on ground and only got 99, which is three points less? Yeah, but Neil's a jet. Walters. Walters. No, it's <laughs> not. Dude, like Neil to, is not a jet. I'll tell you this. I don't think I could put Walters in my side. I don't know. That's probably well, just bad. That, that bad is, that's bad foresight. And that's, that's poor I just super coach from I just you. don't trust him, Chris. Fair enough. I can't do it. It is. It's a decision you have to make yourself. But to me, and he's a Frio player. Yeah, I, mm. I know, and I don't generally. I know, I know. Um, Neil, there's been a lot of a lot of people have come to us in the last week and asked if we. Sorry, excuse me. If they can run Neil and Fife in the same um, same team, I, I don't think you can. And I, like we've we've gone through a few reasons why. But first of all, his score tapers off when Fife goes big. So if. And if you're banking on Fife to have a big year, which I'm pretty sure everyone is banking on Fife to have a big year, that only means bad things for Neil. The other thing is that he obviously shares the same buy as as Fife and as Danger and Dusty and all those guys. You can't have four to five premium midfielders out in one round. And if you're picking Neil over one of the other guys, you're doing it wrong. Yeah, and that's 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 essentially what we look at. So I mean, yes, I mean, look, you could you might go if you really honestly think that Neil will average more than Dusty, great, go for it. If you think that he'll average more than Danger <laughs> Um, well, he you know, could average more than Crouch or Sloan. That is possible. So, so yeah, and that's, that's who you would have to be banking it on. So to if, be fair, as your POD, you've got to be like Neil's going to average more than Sloan and Crouch this year. Yep, let's uh, we, we fair on that. Yeah, that's what you would have yep. to be under the assumption of. Yeah, yeah. and uh, look to me, no way. I just I, I, there's too much evidence against Neil going as well this year as he has in previous years when Fife wasn't there or when he wasn't scoring well. So to me, it's no. Um, Tabata. What the hell? What, where, where did he learn to mark the football? Last time I saw Tabata, he literally could just not stop sputting it up, didn't know what he was doing in the forward line, couldn't run straight lines, ran stupid angles, ran under the ball, ran over the ball, um, and then he's just clunking everything. Yep. Uh, shot. 99, super coach points, 88% time on ground. He had, uh, what do you have, 10 kicks, 6 handballs. Yeah. Killing it. He only he didn't even uh, he kicked three goals and got a goal assist. So I actually think that he could be someone to watch. No, oh, don't even. I'm not saying like for standard, definitely not, but for draft. Right, I'll note this down then. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I've got a keen eye on Tabernacle. You can for go draft. with Hutchings. Um, 
the mo- the most impressive uh, rookie, definitely of the weekend. Actually, he's the most efficient scorer of the entire weekend. Was a guy called Bailey Banfield. He was a rookie on uh, Free- Fremantle's list. Cheap um, too. One twenty three k mid only rookie. Um, picked up in the rookie draft last year by Frio at pick five in the rookie draft, and he was best and fairest uh, at Claremont uh, in WA the year before. Um, so he actually averaged 24 disposals, including 12 uh, contested possessions per game, um, six tackles and six clearances a game. So, Well, here's the funny thing, Chris. So he had 96 scoop, super coach points. Yep. 39% time on ground. It's, that's half a game. He played half a game and got 96 as a rookie, getting 11 possessions. Half of them were contested again. He had two tackles, two goals are behind. That's crazy. Yeah. 81% uh, disposal efficiency. So, uh, look... Lock in my side. If I mean, if he's got to play round one, and I'm not sure. Well, if he has to be because if they're going to be playing Brasher on these other guys, if he can get that much ball, he, he was the best performer of the weekend from a rookie. Yep. Keep an eye so, out if he plays well. JLT too. He will be in seventy percent of sides. Speaking of Brayshaw, um, he was actually quite impressive as well, and possibly um, I'd more probably relevant. Say third best mid of the week. I'd say more relevant now than um, LDU. Yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent guaranteed. And I didn't more think that was going to happen. No, Chris. neither did I. Um, I actually did was not tipping Brayshaw at all to to make a blip on my radar. No, me either. Um, eighty seven supercoach points, sixty six percent time on ground. Not bad at all. Not bad at um, all. He is unfortunately, I think he's one ninety eight k, so he's expensive. Um, eh. But I tell you what, six tackles, fourteen possessions, six contested, eight uncontested. The guy looked good. Um, he if he starts round one, he's going to be questionable in my side. Like, yeah, I'm you know? with you. And he could be the guy that gets on field. But there's been some really good... Cheaper rookies, yeah. Here's the thing. So mid-rookies are stepping up in the JLT. Didn't and expect de- that to happen. No, and the defenders are kind of falling away. Which kind of leads me to want to change my structure slightly. So, Yeah, um, I'm with you. We'll, we'll talk about a little bit of that later, but we'll see how that unfolds as the JLT progresses. So one of the most important picks, I think, Chris, was uh, Monday you were talking up... Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, you know, I've, I've, he didn't perform terribly, but he's just... I think that's probably about where he is. He, he played 87% time on ground, which is a hell of a lot for a guy that's, what, 32. Yeah, Chris was talking smack before. I just stitched him up a little. Yeah. And well done, Chris. You, you played it admirably. I played it with a straight bat. Well you did. done. It was that cover played, drive. You played it with a Renshaw. <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah, that's all he does. Straight back. <laughs> I love it. Pick uh, a reference. Um, <laughs> Nathan Wilson. Oh look, and look, people. Is that are on what you Wilson. can expect? Is it's, that what you can expect? He's going to pop out weeks like that. He's not a possession player. Fourteen disposals, sixty-two, and he played eighty-five percent time on ground. That's Nathan Wilson in a nutshell, guys. He's, he's he's gonna he's usually scores very well per per possession because he's really good by foot. I mean, guys, those numbers are horrible. You might as well just like leave him out at sea. Yeah, I mean, the good news is this: he had thirteen kicks and one handball, so he, he does kick a lot. And they want him to kick, but he needs to get more of the pill. Chris, you didn't laugh at my joke. What What was the joke? Sorry, leaving him out at sea. Oh, oh, Wilson. Oh, yeah. Wilson joke. Oh, oh, now, yeah. Now, now I'm deflated. Yeah. <laughs> Another Wilson joke. <laughs> the second one was better. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. No, but look, that's what he's going to produce. Every now and then he's going to have a 60, and then he'll pump out a 90. And then he's probably going to average 75 to 85. It's what he did at GWS. I can't imagine him yeah, being a top I can't, two mid. He can't be a top 10 defender. No. Nah. Not mid. Oh, sorry, top 10 defender. Um, yeah, I 100% agree. So for Wilson, let him down easy. Yeah, pretty much. 
And um, and look, same can be said really about Luke Ryan. I mean, he had 15 disposals, 14 kicks, one handball as More well. More of a draft watcher. Draft and even watch. in a 10-man league, someone only just picked him up. So yeah, don't, exactly right. Don't worry too much. But um, overall, I mean, it was just an entertaining game to watch. It went to the wire. It was, you know, Frio put up a fight. And I'm interested to see where Freya will go this year because they actually played quite well as a team. They did. I, I actually have them maybe finishing a little higher than where I was thinking yeah. for the ladder predictor, but see let's see. Go. Yeah, let's see how we go. Adelaide were impressive, though. Yeah, but they also didn't have uh, a couple of the midfielders as well, whereas Fremantle did. So, Well, let's start off at the uh, the top scorer of the, uh, of the day, which was actually Tom Lynch. And I've got to say, after us picking him, trying to pick him last year as a bit of a breakout... And then him coming out with a 117 and JLT1, I'm a bit angry. I'm a bit annoyed and I'm a bit frustrated. <laughs> Guy's got talent. Let's he be does. Fair. He does very much have talent. Yeah. Um, so he was really impressive, I thought, um, but just angry on my part. Um, look, Matt Crouch. I mean, do we need to say much more about Matty Crouch? No, because you're a ramble. 36 disposals. Unfortunately, um, 24 handballs. And the, the reason why he only scored 107 was because he only had 61% disposal efficiency, which is really low for him. Um, I mean, we saw yeah, a couple of times he had, he no had the kick ball two, a lot, yeah. Just you know, kicked it up. It was going to be a direct clang. He knew it was going to be, but just probably did it didn't have that many safety. meters gained either. I think the field was really narrow. Yeah. Uh, so there wasn't much room in width or in length. So, like, I think the 50 meter arc pretty much hit the center square. And yep. then on the wing, it was really narrow anyway. So there wasn't much room. It was very congested. So it was probably more of a handball game. Yeah. To be fair, and he only, if you I mean, he only it, had 82% it to as well time on ground, which he usually plays more than that anyway. Um, so I'd, I'd 82, like... no, he usually goes lower. Oh, does he? No, oh. he's low time on ground. Oh, excellent. Yep. So, I mean, look, I think he's got a scope to develop that. That 107 is probably not a true reflection, but, I mean, if, if a bad game for Matt Crouch is scoring 107, yeah, I'm going to take it. Yeah, <laughs> so, that's fair. Um, uh, source, though, everyone's on the source train. I'll oh. let you talk about him because I'm not so much. Nah, look, I mean, look. 67 I, he, from 52% Tom McGrand. That's actually not too bad. It's not too bad, but he, he actually got towed up by Sandy. When when Sandy was on him, Sandy was 100% winning the taps. However, they were unfortunately not to advantage. He was They were getting sharked quite a lot. Yep. So Sandy's uh, results weren't really indicative of how much he dominated in the ruck when he was in there. He honestly, like at some points, I was he was just standing there holding off Jacobs with one arm and just tapping, doing a big slap too with another, doing just, this, yeah. what Sandy does. And uh, look, that doesn't bode well for someone like Jacobs. But he did pick up his points a little bit differently, so he had nine possessions, uh, which five were contested, which was quite nice. Yeah, um, he and he actually, had a couple of intercept well. marks as well. He actually so. did. He did pretty well. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I mean, look, he's all right. What I'm about, not gonna say um, he's terrible. Tom Dode. Oh, really impressive. Yeah. Absolute lock in your defense. Um, hopefully plays on field. Plays 70% time on ground. 84 points. Very impressive. 84 points. 16 disposals. 70% time on ground. You know, he only actually kicked the ball four times. Right. So that's a bit worried. I mean, for someone to score 84 with only 16, I mean, look, if he kicks more, there's another 10 points. Yeah, but like I said, it was so, also a very narrow field, that one. So maybe that should true. open up. Keep an eye on JLT2. Hopefully he kicks it more than he handballs. Can we just touch a little bit on uh, Rory, I don't have anyone on me, Laird? Um, <laughs> look, I just think, and this happens all the time, but he does is it, it gets stolen a little bit by uh, Champion Data, I think. But he had he had twenty seven possessions, and he only scored one hundred three. Um, only seven of them, unfortunately, were kicks. But he just seemed to pop up at all the right times and all the right places, but with no one on him. 
Yeah. Um, so, like I said, I think it's a very small ground, so I think the yeah, handballs are more skewed, and I yeah. think that's across the board for this game in particular. Largely so, uncontested yeah. possessions. So, I mean, even, um, was it Brayshaw and stuff? Like, yeah, all the handball ratios. I, I still think, think he's skewed. a lock, but I just yeah. get worried about when, you know, when he gets 30 disposals and gets 80 yeah. super coach or something stupid yeah. like that. Well, he's, so. a, he's a freaking dream team, you know, but... Supercoach, he does need to improve the efficiency. Definitely. Uh, Harry Deer, I thought was very interesting. Um, I think he might have a bit of job security while Tex isn't in the side, but as soon as Tex comes in... I, I don't, think he's done. As soon I think as he's Tex done, and that could be round two or it could be round one, but... Look, he's a defender forward. He had 72% time on ground, and he scored 52. So it's not the worst thing in the world. Yep, same thing um, you said about Mitch McGovern, really. Well, he, he was actually marking it. He was clunking it pretty oh, good, yeah. uh, Harry Deer. But then only 52 points from that, so mm-hmm. it kind of means that he needs to really mark and kick goals in order to do that. So, yeah, I mean, he looks promising, but again, I don't know if I'm that desperate with all the forward uh, options. But as a defender, I still don't think I'm that desperate. Yeah, no, it's maybe a downgrade if you're desperate during the year. Um, but that's about it. I, I don't think he's going to be really no, reliable. No, I scoring. thought I was actually very impressed, and he didn't look like he was looking at headlights at all. That's true. It, it doesn't live up to his namesake, unfortunately. No. <laughs> Dear okay. um, Mitch McGovern, same thing. So without Tex in the side, he was probably the main target forward, especially in the first half. But then he really trailed off in the classic key forward fashion. He did trail. So I think he was on 59 or something at half time, and yeah. then he ended up on 75 full time. So yeah, did nothing. Not fantastic second half, even though he played 71% time on ground. Oh, what about Fogarty? Oh, oh that was a, a bit of a shocking debut, wasn't it? So, yeah, you got my favourite number. What number is he? 12. Ah, no, yeah. he, as in he scored 12. Oh, okay. 37% time on ground and 12 super coach points. Ah, uh, yeah. Look, as a 150k-ish uh, rookie, I don't think you can pick him anyway. Fogarty can get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, Darcy, if you're listening, mate. I told you he could be a bit of an asshole. I wasn't lying when I said that. Das, if you're listening, pick up your game, son. <laughs> um, look, one rookie that actually I think has real potential to start round one, um, and I think he'll be, I think he will be in the side is uh, Lachlan Murphy, who's actually a rookie defender. Um, he's priced at 102k in defence. However, he 100% was playing the Charlie Cameron role as that small forward. Um, kicked three goals and had 75 super coach. Um, I think he was really, really impressive. He also had a couple of tackles to his name um, and 63% time on ground. So one of the better rookies, especially in the forward line, that was playing pure forward line. Um, and I'm look for a 102k defender, mate. Sign me up if he gets now named round one. I'm I'm in. Right. So really well, nice to Chris, watch. Let's move on. It's we're getting on, oh, but I didn't get to um, talk about Bryce Gibbs and how terrible he is uh, with his man bun. No, well the man bun's <laughs> going, so we did say that he would distract Matt Cratch with his man bun <laughs> and all that man bun glow. But it looks like it's getting shaved or clipped or whatever Bryce is doing. Yeah. Um, but look, let's get into it. So I do appreciate for you sticking around so far. It is pretty long podcast. We're just doing the one until the uh, next round of JLT. So appreciate you for sticking with us. Let's get into the last game, Chris, so we can get into the Q and A's. Yep. So West Coast in Port. Um, let's start at Port and work our way Can through. Can we start to... with um, Maybelline? <laughs> That's the wrong one. Pantene. 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 Yes, Pantene. Oh, so we're watching, we're watching this game and Chris is like, this guy's so silky smooth, man. Honestly. Like, silky smooth. So we started calling him um, I'm not a surfer Maybelline. from way back in the day. I did Maybelline, not star Pantene. in Point Break. So, so you know. Pantene. <laughs> <laughs> I keep saying Maybelline. I don't know why. 
Uh, um, Pantene, so he's silky smooth. Our conditioner is better. Yes, that guy. Look, honestly, Don Barry looked like the best on ground during, on the day. Oh, uh, so for, good. For Port. Well, um, what about that one? Who I can't remember who it was. Absolutely butchered the kick towards him. Oh, and he picks it up off his ankles and slots it and kicks a goal. Yeah, literally, like one touch, clean touch off the ground, bang goal. Oh, was very, very impressive. It was very he, impressive. Don Barry. If I he doesn't was start impressed. round one, I'll be hugely and, surprised. And here's the benefit, though, right? So um, you're looking at Polek is injured. Done his hamstring or just, yep. you know, missing Brisbane. And um, <laughs> so, but no, he, one, he's no out. one misses Brisbane, buddy. But he, he is out, yeah. right? And you have Motlop apparently has done a shin yep. or just he missing. Got injured during the game. Yeah, or just missing Darwin or wherever he likes to escape to. And um, But Don Barry, I think he will play round one. I think he. Still running from um, Geelong, mate. Yeah, still running from Geelong. <laughs> That's why his shins are sore. <laughs> yeah. Um, Yep, so I think Don Barry, he will start round one. Yeah, and you've even got Rockcliffe that's also speculative to play round one as well. Yeah, but I just think he looked he looked clean. He didn't look like it, he, it was lost on him. He didn't look like he was out of place no, at all. I actually think if he does well, Polek could actually find it hard to get back into the side. Yeah, well, I 100% agree. He could be the Sam Powell Pepper of this year. Yep. That's a big call. But 117k mid. He looked good. Looked really good. He actually only had... 55% disposal efficiency and skills still scored 99 off 20 disposals, playing mainly in the midfield with 82% time on ground. Uh, lock him in, throw away the key. You don't need Solid. to talk about it. Uh, Pittard was actually the top scorer for Port with 105, um, which was actually quite... Funnily enough, had nine contested possessions and 11 uncontested. No, that's actually... I know. I, I, I just almost threw up in my mouth saying that. But yeah. um, didn't play terribly. I still don't rate him and I wouldn't pick him at all. But if it's a draft smokey, then, yeah, pick him, mate. Whatever. You could be on your bench. I don't know if I like picking <laughs> him because he seems like a bit of a petard. <laughs> that was good. Yeah, yeah, well done. Rain Man. By the way, for those new to the podcast, Rain Man. We're, we're not very politically politically correct. Yeah, that, that's probably fair. <laughs> um, Travis Boak impressed me, but I'm a little bit concerned because he had probably um, more midfield time than I thought he would. So I think that he actually will play more forward, but he got 93 off 79% time on ground. Um, but with the other midfield guys to come in, I don't think he's going to have permanent mid-time. So, um, well, Ollie Wines had 74% time on ground, Chris. <laughs> Ollie Wines sputtered up hardcore and has got 69 points. <laughs> Oh, dude! Like uh, honestly, he just—he's in my draft side. He's definitely late to the party. I, I, he's just a little bit behind. Uh, his kicks were just long raking kicks to no one. I don't know. He just looked off the pace to me. Um, somebody who didn't look off the pace was Paddy Wright. I thought he actually played quite well. Yeah, and he was—he uh, actually sat off a little bit as well, so he didn't do too bad. Paddy yeah, Ryder, seventy-six percent, seventy-six. Time. Yeah, so instead of pushing forward and trying to you know, clunk some marks, he just sat on the ground. Uh, sat off the sat on the ground. Sat, yeah. sat on the bench. Um, like I said in previous podcasts as well, rucks usually take a bit longer to get into it. Their fitness level, they're big boys, like they're heavier than anyone else on the ground, and that's evident in all the rucks. Yep. So if and, you look and, at uh, and ground, Charlie Dixon, right? No. <laughs> uh, but if you look at like Paddy Ryder, seventy six percent time on ground. You look at uh, Jacobs had low time on ground. Yeah, they're Sandy, all, they're all yeah. had. Yeah, they take a while. Far to from Gorney, because you know why you don't need. But they're, they're big man whatever. giants though. Like, yeah, they're good. Um, other guys that were impressive, Jack Trengove only had 52% time on ground, but he scored 49, um, and he's only 162k mid, so... Yeah, I don't know if I trust him. 81.8% disposable efficiency play, and he did play midfield, but he also played a little bit behind the ball. Um, Riley Bonner didn't do enough for me, 49 from 69% time on ground. Yeah, not enough for me He either. got a goal and still only scored 49. 
Uh, the most disappointing person of the game was by far Robbie Gray. Well, and not only did he only score 40 Supercoach points in 66% time on ground, but he also rubbed out... Um Jamie McGovern. I should change my phrasing. <laughs> <laughs> phrasing? Jeez, no wonder he got knocked out. <laughs> um, yeah, so he knocked out. You went out, from um, balls to rubbing out. I know, right? Well, he used that, that shot of 30 grams lighter, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly right. After McGovern. That's, that's, that's the sort of force that he put on McGovern's head to oh, knock him out. Oh, okay. Let's just not go there. <laughs> um, anyway, Robbie Gray uh, officially suspended round one. Yeah, and look, he's got, he will 100% have two donuts in the first 10 rounds. Just you yep. can't pick him if that's the case. Can't do it. No. You're really behind the eight ball. He's now 100%. Oh, do not do that. <laughs> Don't do Patrappa. But 100%, you should be looking to upgrade to him after the round 10 buy. That's a, a target for you. Um, that pretty much wraps up. I think the... that pretty much rubs up. Rubs. <laughs> Here we go. Rounds out the JLT. Uh, there is another game. Um, no, we've got games coming up. West Coast still to go, mate. Oh, West Coast. I Here don't want to get to Redden, Chris. <laughs> I don't want to do it. Let's do it. So, uh, obviously, the the highest scorer of the round, Jack Redden. Um, incredibly impressive, considering that I I don't really rate You Redden. don't, until after the game. You couldn't stop oh, well, talking about it. Redden. Redden, Redden, he's in his draft team, and... <laughs> And before this game, he's like, oh, I don't like Redden. Like, I rate Dom Sheed much higher. And then next minute, he's like, Redden, such a great POD. couldn't kick to save his life on the Before on the that, though, you're like, Redden, so, such a great... After the game, Redden, such a great POD. Well, I mean, I... I and Shuey. 88.5% disposal efficiency, 7 tackles, 12 contested possessions, 14 uncontested, 162 coach, 80% time on ground. Chris, you were having a West Coast gasm. <laughs> I actually thought Luke Shuey played a better game. So watching watching the whole game, uh, Shuey got 149 um, super coach points, and I thought he actually played better. He was the mo- the main mover. He seemed to be the one running, uh, receiving, uh, connecting the midfield up, and I thought that he was actually really really impressive. Um, and I don't want to say it, but Gaff was kind of good too. Mm, don't go into it. I, I'm actually surprised. I'm actually surprised he played with the amount of like with how little running he did in the off season. Yeah. Um, but you you do have some interesting perspectives on uh, Vardy versus Lysette. Lysette. Yeah, it's a bit. It's it's unfortunate really because I like Lysette and he's pretty a proven scorer, and it's sort of thrown a span in the mix with how good Vardy played and he looked. He clunked marks in the forward line. He was running fully at the ball and jumping towards the ball, taking it the highest point. Um, he played well in the ruck. Um, if Nick Nat does come good, they, they want a guy that's going to play forward. And who's the best forward right now? Like As of the weekend, I'd say that Vardy's probably ahead of Lysette. I mean, it's one so game. So you're saying if Nick Nat plays, then... Maybe know, it's with Vardy. Lysette might not play. Yeah. So, so one, one to watch. One to watch, definitely. I'm not sure. And look, they both scored very similar. I think um, Lysadat scored him by two points. Yeah, but Lysadat um, had more ruck, more ruck duties. Yeah. But um, yeah, interesting to note. So please do keep watch of that one. Should we get this Band-Aid over and done with too, Chris? Elliot, yo. Mate, i tell you what. 96 from 20 disposals. Let's just uh, let's start with that because that's only six points less than Laird who had seven more disposals. But he actually played a bit of a lockdown role at times because McGovern got went off. So... Um, whilst he's uh, had high time on ground, which was 85%, a large part of that was literally locking down in the forward line on a key. Um, he yeah. did rotate through. In, in the first half, he was absolutely killing it. He was actually in the midfield. Yeah, I'm keen to see him like JLT2. Hopefully McGovern comes back and plays and see what role yeah. Yo does. Because it was a little bit um, deceiving his scoreline. I mean, he still scored really well. 
Um, and from 20 possessions to get that, I think that's really, really solid. Kick to goal as well. What else do you want from a guy that's going to be the uh, top averaging defender of the year? Uh, I want him to move home. <laughs> that's true. The only other one I want to highlight, just in case you're actually thinking about it, um, uh, is and it's definitely a big fat no, is Lewis Jenner. Oh, well, that too. But <laughs> Lewis Jetta. so he did score 114, uh, but he kicked the winning goal. Um, so there's 30 points. Oh, and it was literally a run through the middle, kick from 60 metres. It was a 65-metre goal on the run to win the game by two points with 30 seconds to go. Yep. He would have scored huge points for it. I actually thought Archie was very disappointing. Uh, hurt his ankle yeah, or something as well. as well. Now he's hurt. So Hat Off with crutches as well. Doesn't he wasn't well. that bad. 48 from uh, forty eight supercoach from 58% time on ground. But, yeah, not enough for me. Didn't have the right role either for me. Yep. And so, the, the last... interestingly enough, I actually think, um, like, I didn't see him in the midfield that much. I actually saw um, Duggan in the midfield more. Good role. Yeah, but Duggan didn't, had a good role. Good role, but didn't do well. So, keep an eye on that one for draft anyway. Yep. And Hutchings. So, again, roll watch. Uh, I put it on Twitter today. He actually scored 79 from 43% time on ground, which is one of the most efficient players of the um, of the JLT1. Yeah, um, so I actually brought this to Chris's attention because I said West Coast have less players uh, in the midfield, so they lost a couple. So I was like, oh, Hutchings could be one to watch. And Chris and a friend of mine laughed at me, and then next minute he's like, oh, Hutchings, how efficient, keep an eye on. And I was like, yeah, I told you. But he was notoriously a tagger. So there might not be a role there for him, but just keep an eye out. Yeah, keep an eye out. I mean, look, at the end of the day, um, he's 282K as a forward mid. So he's competing with, you say, Alan Christensen um, or your Archie, which was you know that other option there, but he's now pretty much scrubbed off your list. Bless so you. Archie. Um, so, yeah, someone to watch definitely in the upcoming games. And then the only one that we should talk about le- left is Liam Ryan. So how did you see oh. Liam Ryan? Like, I know he was... He, he had some flair. He oh. actually looked good, except my only concern, right, is he was going for the big specky every time it came in. Well, he gave away a free kick for it too. Yeah, he did, but so I love like, it. Oh, I love it. It was oh, great it. to watch. And not only that, in the first quarter in particular, he got up the ground a bit more, got a few of those marks. He did. So he got involved in the chains a little bit more. And then he kind of went a bit missing. So I think he's one of those ones that could very much be an impact player. Yep. He could get you an 80 or, or more in a game. But and then, then he could also, Yeah, he could yeah. go disappearing. I'm, I'm, I'm on not, the bandwagon that it looks like a trap. He looks like one of those small forwards that's going to spud it up for you, unfortunately. And he, like, he didn't kick that much. He only kicked a goal, but I mean, he kicked a goal. He did look promising and he looked exciting, but he scored 46 points. Yeah, for me, it's looking at who else is out there. If I can get a forward that's going to play some more mid-time or something, get up the ground a bit more, then I'm happy to leave the forward pocket out of it. Yeah. Um, but he, I'm he, I see- mean, look, at best, he's what, F8? You know, he's not Yeah. He's, he's not going to be anything else. But if there's nothing else... Well, it's like between him and Rioli. Yeah. F8, really, for me. I don't know if I want to start both of them. So I'll keep an eye out. And that's pretty much uh That's pretty JLT. much it for that, JLT. Another good game, though. I mean, what's surprising that, to me was that uh, W... Oh, it's WC. West Coast did have a lot of high-scoring players. High highs? Yeah. And they only just won. Yeah. So that's I don't just think Porter. I don't think Porter that upset to be honest. Nah, they, they, they don't really care. They don't really care. Um, but look, Chris, give us a one minute sum up from the Intra Club. Yeah, so um, a few different guys. So let's go for the, the Collingwood Intra Club. Yep. So um, make that one fifteen seconds out of the minute. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing is Mircheck. Uh, so he's a guy that came over from Port Melbourne. We discussed him in the Collingwood podcast. One hundred two k defender played really really solid. Reminds me like the Meerkat. Miachek. 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 The other great thing is he's listed to play on field in this week's uh, JLT against GWS, so you'll get a live look at him. Promising. Um, And Sam Murray was not named, but he actually played well in the intra-club. So 
Um, a little bit confused as to why that would be. Um, the standout performer by, by far to me was Jordan Degoe. Easily the best on ground, in my opinion. The complete opposite of Petrapa at a stoppage was running through the stoppage like you would if you were Danger or Ablett or Sloan. Moving in through the stoppage and coming out the other end, if he didn't grab clean possession, he's tapping it on and running onto the ball and getting onto it. I'm surprised he could see that one, mate. I'm sure it'd be just a blur when he <laughs> runs through the contest, wouldn't it? I'm pretty sure he was blowing after the game about 0.95. <laughs> and what about alcohol reading? <laughs> What's he blowing? Uh, right, uh, next game. Um, no, no, we've still got more. No. More for Collingwood. Um, no. So Adams was playing a little bit behind the ball. Not sure where um, that really positions him moving forward. Um, and look, outside of that, it was a classic intra-club. Uh, not too many real highlights. Um, but yeah, those are the ones that I'd, I'd keep an eye on. Uh, Stevenson played really well as well, um, just in case uh, you were looking at Stevenson as an option, but nope. still no to me. I would have to see a lot more out of him. Um, so the interclub between Sydney and GWS was a bit interesting. Um, so there was a guy taking kickouts called Finlayson, who's a rookie as well, and he's also named this week to play against Collingwood. Yep. So who isn't named, Chris? Um, who isn't named? <laughs> yeah, Cummings. Yeah, Cummings is, is not named. named. Is not named. So is there, he goes from my side for this point. Lockie Keith is, and he played all right. But again, key tall. I'm not entirely confident on if you can start him round one. Um, but you know, who knows? And guess who's starting on the halfback flank, Chris? Uh Delidio. Heater. Oh, he no, Heater is, and you know, Griffin actually played behind the ball in the first half. Yep. In the interclub as well, so that's something to keep an eye out. But Heater, I don't think he played too well, to be honest. Um. Somebody who stood out to me was Jake Lloyd, again, kicked a ridiculously long uh, goal on the run from 50. Um, yeah, it was fantastic. Um, outside of that, there was... Uh, who else we got? Uh, that's pretty much a good summary of... And Franklin played. Franklin played a half game, didn't look too impressive anyway, but he kicked a goal and went off at halftime. And Still scored more than uh, Dixon, apparently. Yeah, um, and Dawson Simpson is um, is named as the sole ruck. Oh, yeah, it's because Lob's not Lob's uh, not injured, playing at the moment. So, but having said that, I think that's a trap. I don't. I wouldn't start with Dawson. Dawson? Simpson. Oh no, no one would start. Is there anyone with Dawson no. Simpson? Some, Hopefully, no oh, one listening. Um, Callum Sinclair looked fantastic. Was clunking marks all over the place. Oh, put him in my side. Um, oh, he's ruck only. No thanks. Ruck only, but yeah, he did actually look quite good in the interclub as well. All right. So just a bit of a summary, but yeah, you'll see them all uh, this week in the JLT. Well, Chris, let us get into some questions. Sure. Uh, so we've got some Q&A. Uh, so we've got Abul uh, was asking, what do we make of the scoring on the weekend? So some of the numbers um, pretty much were suggested they were a bit higher than normal. So and we went through we went that. through that. The, yeah, they are inflated. They are so inflated, right. so don't get too crazy. Yep. Uh, Dave Swizz, uh, big Richmond fan, who he does. Shout out to Dave as yeah. well. We've been in uh, touch with Dave quite a bit. He's been sending a few messages. and Chris, yeah. Chris and him Very successful super coach, I might add, and he's got a mate that uh, finished in the top 100 last year. Yep. So. And Chris and uh, Dave have been having good little DM chats, and I kind of go in there like, hey, I'm relevant. Hi, <laughs> I'm Ben. Welcome to this conversation. Um, so, look, he's got pick 5 and 12 in the team draft uh in a te- uh, sorry pick five in a 12-man team draft so that's 5 20 and 29 i think that's pretty good uh in a 12-man get some some quality out of that yeah, so i think we both agreed anyway you got kelly would probably be a pick five um if five slid to five that would be amazing uh, i don't think you will get five but if you get five if you get him that would be amazing 
Uh, I don't actually think Chris thought maybe go for a ruck, but I actually think separately, 12 men, you still got good ruck options there. No, I don't think you do. I, I think, think do. there's 12 good ruckmen, like decent scoring ruckmen. I, my I personal opinion uh, is out of 20 and 29, you should grab one of one ruckman out of that. So if you can get Gorn, fantastic. Um, Gorn at pick 20 actually wouldn't be too yeah, bad. So that's what I, if you can get Gorn at pick 20, throw away the key. And then you you should at least get another mid with that other. Selection. Actually, pick five. I don't think Dusty will slide to him there, so I think he's a bit upset with uh, being a yeah, that kind of fan. But um, do not choose Nank. My my <laughs> well, my theory is is that there's not many midfielders, so I'd actually go one, two, three, bang midfield. Hundred percent. There's you some have good options sh- there. Yeah, I mean, you'd probably get what, it drops off you'd though. Get maybe you know who it. was picked twenty for us, Trelaw. Yep. So you'd get you, if you were five, but Kelly Trelaw should have gone later, and seriously. you'd probably get a Luke Parker in there as well. Yep. That's not a bad midfield. Yeah, I think the midfield drops off. We've seen it. We've done the 18-man draft, and the midfield drops. So for me, straight up, bang, 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 midfield. Uh, If you can get a Gorn or a Goldie? Uh, I'd go Gorn. I wouldn't go Goldie. Gorn at 20, Goldie at 29. Can we agree with that? No. (laughs) Not even. Anyway, so look, let us know how you do go, Dave. Um, Yeah, give us a rundown. Download our um, Supercoach draft um, guide as well on Twitter or on Facebook. Yep, so, I think he already has. Oh, okay, but yeah, sweet. Otherwise, through. yeah, keep us posted with that. Uh, Cornelio in M7 as well. Should I drop Danger, Titch, Kelly, Crouch, Fife, or Crips, uh, or load up to bring Dusty in? Well, I actually wouldn't mind Dusty in over someone. Cornelio, you got to go with the Cornelio um, man. No, look, um, I actually think that the, the the way that it's structuring up at the moment with preseason. I think, and I have, I'm literally in a very, 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 very similar place to you right now in my midfield. Um, and I would say that I'm probably going to drop Canelio and I'm going to add a D4. Um, I don't know who that's going to be yet. Maybe Jake Lloyd is, is someone I'm looking at. Um, but I wouldn't worry about Dusty too much. And but the I reason blessed is, him. Uh, well, Canelio. Sure. Yes, I know. You, well, you can take him. Yeah, right. I just don't, I, I think really structure. Oh, right now I've got seven mids and I'm probably going to go back to six. Um, and then have another defender. And I think um, Dusty is out of those guys that you mentioned. He's probably maybe a, a outside of Crips, the only guy that's going to have a stinker. And he, you know, he had five stinkers last year. He's going to be able to be picked up at a cheaper price at some point during the yeah. year. So I actually really, guys are more consistent. I really like those guys, except I prefer Dusty over Crips and Crouch for me. Uh, thoughts on Omira? Well, we did post some up uh, stuff up this year. Uh, so just some today. Yeah, I'll let you. So Matt is actually the, his mate. So, so oh, Matt, okay. Yeah. So thoughts on Amira this year? Look, I wasn't that keen. He's on also him. the guy that suggested the full kit wanker. All oh, right. Yes. Well, how dare you, <laughs> Matt sir. Grimston? Well done. Shout out, buddy. <laughs> um, look, Amira. There's some news today saying that. Uh, look, apparently he's had one of the best preseason. Because I haven't heard had. this one before, guys. So just buckle in. It's going to be well, a, a we, real we good did show. Post, we did post something saying that uh, I think there was a performance manager. What was his name, Chris? He had two first names. Andrew Russell. Or Andrew something? Russell. Or Russell. So like, Andrew, can, can or? we trust what he has to say? Because he has two first names. That's true. Can't trust, uh, you can't two trust first him. Name. But look, he, uh, by all accounts, um, O'Meara has had probably the best preseason he's had since about 2015. Yep. Uh, he doesn't have tape on his knee. Apparently now he knows what the issue is with his knee. So now he knows how to manage it. it only and took like three years and a hundred specialists to work it out. So that's good. Yeah. And now they know what the issue is. That's him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the issue uh, is you've been drinking too much. Yeah. Oh, master. look, I don't know if I can trust him, but he's going to end up in my side. I feel. I don't know, oh, dude. I'm. I, I look, don't know. I'm glad that you're taking it because I'm not doing it this year. I don't know if I, I can't. Can... My heart can't take it. Yeah, I don't know. But he's in my draft side, so I've got to be like wishful. You don't have to double down. I can be wishful. <laughs> All right. Whatever. Anyway, he may up in my side, but look, that's the thoughts. I think for those, it's that's gonna. I th- literally think the ruck pick who you pick is your R two and 
whether you pick up, say, a Omira, that's going to be make or break for the early start. If Omira okay. comes out and goes bang, okay. then you're no. on the upper. Well, let's talk about Omira then. What do you think is his highest potential average? I've just spoke about Omira. You sat on the sideline. Yeah, like, so you think he can go, what, 110? No. Yeah, exactly. So 105. 0.9. <laughs> okay, so what you're saying to me is he's gonna, you're going to need to upgrade him. Yeah, 100%. We have to upgrade. You have to upgrade like Canelio. What's the difference? Yeah, the difference is a hundred grand cheap, a hundred grand more expensive, which means he'll get there faster. Okay, who's gonna who's gonna then score you more, um, Sicily, plus however many K he is, or Omira? Well, that's not the point because no. Oh, look at you. Oh, the there's pause. a lot. There's no. a lot higher chance that Sicily scores what you think he's going to average than Omira because he's going to break a leg and not be. Um, I don't think Sicily's going to average much at all. So, well, that's because you're a super a super rook. Uh, okay, so <laughs> let's get into the next one. Thoughts on running defense with two primos, two mid price, and two solid rookies? I think that seems to be the way to go. It's except, uh, I don't know. Like, well, yeah. Uh, Primos, Depends on who you call mid-price. Yeah, who you mid-price. So I, think, uh, I, I don't know. There's mid-prices and there's well, speculative mid He's got, got Hanley and Sicily in defence. We've already spoken about this. Would you now put Sicily in defence then if it seems a bit less reliable? No. and the reason why is because the forward line is just so unreliable at the moment. There is literally not one forward that I've picked as a top 10 forward this year that I would confidently say, yep, they're going to average well at the start of the season. There's not one. Every one of them has some argument against them scoring really well. Sicily is the only one that had an awesome back end to last year. He's really well priced. He's had a fantastic preseason and he's now carved up in the AFLX and hopefully does the same in the JLT. Um, he's one of the, the proven forwards based on form. Everyone else is conjecture at this point. So I, I like Sicily and I would probably still have him in the forward line just because he's a, and this is sounds stupid, I think he's a safer pick than a lot of the other guys. Oh, I know it sounds completely stupid. I just threw stupid. up in my mouth. I, it he, sounds he, dumb, but what, like, that's how stupid the forward line is this year. Here's what you're not considering, Chris, right? So in my team, I have a little bit of a radar, a little bit of a gauge reading. Uh, he is sitting... Radar, radar, yeah, radar, radar. He is sitting radar. at 210% on the flog meter. <laughs> and literally, the only person that is above that right now is Nick Maxwell. <laughs> That's not true. And he's a runner. Premier I don't even like him. Nick I don't Maxwell, even like him on the field. Much. If you got to talk to him, if he you goes talk to him on, with his proper title, Premiership Captain. If Nick he goes, Maxwell. if he goes on the field. <laughs> Literally, flog me and I lucky he can't be put in any super coach side. But like, that's for me. I don't know. He yells at teammates. He just seems like a bit of a dog. And sick dog. <laughs> sick yeah, dog. Yeah, right. So anyway, let's get into the next question then. Um, okay, so we'll go over to the Twitter side of things. So um, we'll go into the, our premium structure at the moment. So Chris, I think it might change at this point, but... Yep, so right now I have uh, two premiums, one mid-pricer in defence. Um, six premiums, one mid pricer in uh, midfield, and one premium and three mid prices in the forward line, which is stupid. Really, it shouldn't be like that. But um, I'm thinking of changing up it. So when I say he, uh, mid prices, like he sure is a mid pricer to me. Coniglio is a mid pricer to me. Um, the other mid prices are uh Sicily in the forward line, uh Christensen and someone else whose name may uh, escape me uh, at the moment. Um but yeah, so like uh, it's not all doom and gloom. Um I've not, like would you consider Walters a mid pricer? Because I mean technically at his price, 
he's probably a little bit outside that, but... Yeah, I'd probably put him around that bracket. Yeah. Uh, look, for me, I've got um, two primos in defence with the mid-pricer and then three rooks, well, one of those being 150k, which probably will change at this point. Um, I actually have five primos in the midfield with a mid-pricer and two rooks. Yep. Uh, they're more the expensive rookies just for security's sake at this point in time, but they could change. Um... One primo and a mid-price in the ruck at this point, but that could change to two primos depending on what happens. And then I've actually gone two primos, um, a mid-price and an expensive rookie, I guess, with two rooks on the in the yeah. forward line. So almost like Christensen, I'd probably put him as a rookie. So I'd say two primos, a so mid-price, and three Devin Smith is the rooks. other one that I've got is, is actually a, a mid-price. It's a mid-price, yeah. but, I mean... I don't yep. know what you call it. But that. that could change. I mean, I've the, gone... The, the, the forward line is just a bit it's of a, a joke bit, yep. at the moment. So. Yeah, I mean, so... But that's it for, for that part of it. Um, okay, so we've already gone through a few workable scenarios with Lysette. Um, and we're not even sure at this point no. whether he's keen. I, I so think at the moment you just got to sort of wait. Wait and see. It's not going to be something... We'll do something after after all the JLTs. We'll do something on a, like a Ruck special, I think, is probably the best way to go. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Chris, very quickly, let's get into... We have been asked the best premium PODs, which is uh, less than 5% ownership in each line. Yeah. So Chris has done a few from each line, three, and uh, some notable shout-outs as well. So, yeah, it won't be too much longer, guys, just a few more minutes, and then you can be on your way missing us. Oh, there was one last question about um, uh, Delidio. Oh, yes, sorry, um, Delidio, which that can go into your... So, yeah, we'll, we'll just go through... Take the floor, So, I'll, I'll, there's been a bit of speculation about, oh, Delidio is going to be amazing this year, blah, blah, blah. I don't think you can say that confidently. Well, he um, still had calf issues in the off season. He still had calf issues. Um, is it, it, did he was he named? I don't think he was named this week in the JLT. I don't know. Um, but look, he hasn't played a full season in five years. Pretty sure he's out. But yeah, the last four years has only played fifty seven percent of games. The last two years has only played thirty four percent of games. That's one in three. He's thirty one and had a ridiculously bad final series last year. Um, and so he's kind of inflated in his price, even though he's not really, if that makes sense. Um, I think he's about 380K. Um, but if you include his final series, um, in seven games, he averaged 65.5. So. Delidio not playing. No way. And uh, he looks, it looks good. Cause if you look at his last year's scoring, he actually had two 90s in the last two rounds of the year. Um, but that doesn't really mean anything because he had three scores under 60 something. In the um in the finals, which averaged him at sixty five point five, potential role change, and that just essentially means you don't know what he's going to push out anyway. Very uncertain, so including his body. The risk is just stupid high. So no, I don't think you can at all. So that yeah. covers Delidio. I think that does. I think that's why you can't really select him. And if he starts off with a bang, he's still going to have that same risk factor. So you know, yeah, if you want to exactly. risk it for the biscuit, then by all means. But I think that um, biscuit is going to chew you out. Yeah, exactly right. Um, now, under 5%, um, unique options in all the lines. Um, so we've just gone through and picked out uh, the ones that we think are, are valid. And look, the ones that really should be in contention are the ones that are going to be premiums for the whole year. So one you've got to consider to be top 10 or top 6 um, and are still unique. That's pretty much where it is. There's no point in picking a unique option if it's not going to score as much as the other option. So you need to pick someone that's going to be around about the same, that's just a little bit off everybody's radar or you've just got a different uh, spin on it. Um, and the honourable mention in defence is Luke McDonald. Still don't know really how he's going to go, um, but he is under 5% owned at the moment. So we For could, a uh, reason. Yeah, I mean, the JLT one wasn't uh, exactly screaming it, but, I mean, Ben didn't name in his top 10, so... Oh, I don't... No, we haven't confirmed that, Chris. <laughs> um, now, the top three, uh, Shane Savage um, is number one, so... 
uh, averaged 100.25 in his past eight games. Um, he's currently in 0.49% of teams. He's the n- um, number one unique. Um, you've also got Jeremy Howe at 4.1%, uh, 1.7%, and Hooley at 3.55%, who I think are both top 10 selections anyway. Um, so anything to add in there? You, you like those choices? Seems solid. Excellent. Seems a bit savage on one of those picks. <laughs> Excellent. Now, the midfield's a bit interesting because there's not really many of the real top-tier mids that are not owned by everyone. Um, but a couple that I just uh, pulled out of here, um, honourable mentions. So Jack McRae, uh, Jack Stevens, uh, Mark Murphy, Trelaw, and Shuey, uh, all under 5%. I just don't see them pushing 110-plus average, so I can't really consider them as real solid PODs. Uh, PODs. But um, JPK, he's at 2.82%. A um, bit of a wait and see on him anyway because he's still coming back from injury. Parker. Luke Parker, really nice, 3.18%. And Rory Sloan at 4.66%. So those are three PODs. Three guys that could push the top 10. Yes, definitely, 100%. Um, Rux, Goldie, 4.62%. Still really he's, solid. He's going up from like 1%. Yeah, he was 1.8 last week. I used to call him low-fat milk and now he's like 4.6. <laughs> he's fattening up, that's for he sure. He is fattening up. Um, Zach Smith is owned by 0.94%. Speculative option. I don't think he's going to be... Oh, you did pick him as a top five option. He will be. Okay. Side so down. so he could be a nice little POD in the ruck. Um, and J- Jared Witts, again, he's, he is battling with Nichols this year for the number one ruck spot, but he's still averaged 94. He's still young. He's still got upside. 0.78 upside. Yeah. The problem is with Witts is that he's got a, a worse midfield down to tap two. He doesn't have Ablett. So, I mean, they do have Weller. So that makes up for it, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> forward. So honourable mentions: Toby McLean, one point seven eight percent. Charlie Kernow, hey, four point eight four percent. Michael Barlow, surprisingly, I thought it would be in a lot more teams. Is three point one six percent. Mitch Wallace. What's he talking about, Wallace? One point eight seven percent. And Jeremy Cameron at one point two eight percent. Maybe I should welcome Wallace to my side. You should. He's in my draft That's side. That's the one you should get in. Yeah, lock it up. Yeah, yeah, he's going to be really good this year. You lock it up. No, you lock, lock it up. up. Actually, he played really well in the interclub as well. Oh, there you go. Oh, interclub. I'll, sorry. I'll keep an eye on it. Yeah, and Liber actually played really well as well. That's something we should. Yeah, I wish mention. I got Liber. And McLean was playing mainly midfield. Here's the funny thing. You know the AFL trade rumors and whatever. Yeah. He, ages ago, start of preseason, he was looking ripped. So I sent a message out and I was like, "Dude, Liber looks like he's fit. Like he's actually come back and trying." No way. And they laughed at me, and I was like, "You know what?" You guys are a joke anyway. <laughs> you guys are a joke and a half. Yeah. <laughs> um, look, uh, there is actually three really good unique positions that I've actually got all these three in my top 10 this year, and that's uh, Kane Lambert, uh, 1.97%, um, Charlie Dixon, 1.15%, and uh, Jack Gunston, 1.04%. All three of which I think can average around 95 this There's year. your forward line. That's, Yeah. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm not an idiot. Die by your sword, eh? <laughs> well, then we're top um, 10. I just can, don't trust my judgment. Well, no, I actually, I ha- if, if price permitted it, I would have, um, and I had Lambert in my team for quite a long time. Um, what, then, yeah. I, I've just gone to Devin Smith instead. So, uh, look, it could be a shuffle. I could go Lambert over Walters. I'm not really sure how I'll line up in round one, but uh, very interesting. Right. So that pretty much uh, subs us up, I think. So, look, thank you very much. I know it's been nearly, what, one and a half hours. Um, That's a lot longer than we thought. But, look, I hope you've been appreciating the content. We've got some more games of JLT coming up, so we'll try and get together on the weekend to give you a summary on all things JLT. Yeah, we've we've got one tomorrow night, the next night, and then uh, some on the weekend as well. So we'll have a show next week. Should be solid. Really keen for the uh, Carlton and Saints game tomorrow night. But, um, 
look, thank you very much for sticking with us. And uh, look, until next time, we are Supercoach Insider. Cheers, guys. Thanks very much. Go!